Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. What up, everybody? Fox Fired Tucker Carlson, the star of the show, the NBA, the most watched show in the world. What a doofus move, but you'll see why. The mortgages are going up if you've been good at shit, and they're going down if you've been bad for shit. That's right. It's cheaper to be shit, so they're moving everybody towards the edge of the cliff where we'll jump off ourselves. <laughs> and last but not least, Maybelline sponsors Dylan freaking Mulvane. Oh, my God. So, Tucker Carlson, everybody. So, I can't believe Fox let this what? guy go. The number one show in cable news last month. Out of everyone. Out of everyone. Like and CNN, they let him go. So you guys got to recognize this. Remove the hatred lenses that you have right now for just a second. And just think the NFL had the number one player. Let's just say it was Pete Mahomes or whatever his name is from the, the quarterback for the Patrick Mahomes Mahomes, from the quarterback uh, from the chiefs. Right. So you've got that guy and all of the sudden the chiefs just cut him in the middle of practice in the middle. Like he was coming to the game and the chiefs just cut him. So the only reason you do that is if somebody else told you to, or there was some way you were going to make more money without him. But, I don't think it was going to be that because they're going to lose so much of their base from this, but there's a greater goal at stake to them, I think. And that is controlling the narrative because he was the last adult that had anything that me and you and lots of other Americans, almost anybody that's actually conservative. He's the only person who was really speaking for us and saying 88% of what Pretty we're much, saying yeah. and summing it up better than we can say it a lot of times and go, yes, that actually is something we should be concerned or about. He de- he delved into certain things that like we didn't think of looking into and he put it together very concise. Like it was, it was good. His presentations were yeah. always so his good. His big and seven or eight minute monologues where he just dives in and then perfectly sums it up. Dude, his writers are freaking genius. Honestly, it's got to be it's got to be a lot of the writers too because they put it together and he no, does read. He, no, he is. It, yes, he's a very avid reader. Very, very well, well read, well versed. He's he's extremely, extremely intelligent. So I think he did. I, I'm not saying that there aren't writers as well, but I think a lot of it is him, which is more of a loss for, for Fox when you look at it that way too. It's like throwing the MVP right out onto, like the only reason you would do this the only reason you would do this is if somebody was telling you you're going to make more money if you submit to this other thing or we're coming for you if you don't do this. Because, I mean, it would literally be like, like we said earlier, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs cutting him this year, like In right the before the practice. right before the yeah. first game or something. You'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, apparently they were uh, setting up for the next segment. Like nobody, they, he was actually negotiating his next contract that was supposed to go to 2029, and that. And I think he, they said he was sure that yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come to an agreement. So this was like a rug pull. Uh, what what happened? What's going on here? Yeah, the best truth teller at Fox News suddenly fired. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think you're right. I think there's some sort of agenda behind it. Um, Gotta be. Gotta be. We talked earlier about uh, Murdoch, one of the co-CEOs of uh, of Fox News, and that apparently uh, it's looking like his children will be like inheriting Fox News, and they're talking about possibly selling it. 
So is that why? Yeah, maybe they want to get, maybe they want to polish it so that they can sell it to all the corporations that would demand the inclusion and equity that Tucker right. Carlson most certainly stands against, I suppose. The thing is, is he was kind of, you know, he, I love Tucker Carlson. I love the way he, I think okay. he's funny. I hope to be, you know, like I said earlier, kind of like him, you know, one day. Informative, well-read. Yeah, smart fellow. And he's honest too. I've seen his interviews with other people. Uh, not just the Full Send podcast that was recent, but I saw an interview with him and Gavin McInnes, you know, years ago. And mm -hmm. it was just hilarious men talking about funny things that are true. You know, their grass, you know, different mm -hmm. nicotine and different stuff like that and how fun it is and all that. But yeah. Why would they fire their moneymaker? That's what I'm kind of confused about. It's not like we were talking earlier about Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity. And I think although those are two big names that they would have benefited more if they like absolutely had to get rid of someone from getting rid of one of those two. But their biggest moneymaker. I'm not sure. I'm I'm a little bit at a, a loss, a loss for words right now as to why this why they do that. And so suddenly, so suddenly, like. He was shocked and we're shocked. Everyone's shocked. Yeah. I think that's why I'm saying there has just like Bud Light did that stupid move. Right. Somebody has to be promising them future reward. Or the, the, the message is more important than the money. Like the agenda is more important than the money. Right. The agenda is more valuable than the money. Cause why, How? why else would you, because of the future money. Okay, the people who align with the agenda, we'll just call it the agenda that encompasses all woke things, they don't have money. They want hardworking people's money. They want Well, that's not money, the people running subsidies. everything. You got to remember the people at the tippy top are the people that are pulling all the strings because they want my this is my opinion. Okay. I think the people at the tippy top, like the really rich folks that control large swaths of the population. Right. They are saying, "Hey, all you companies out here, we are restructuring the world, as you can tell. Look around, mm. and the companies are going, okay, yeah. And just so you know, we're going to have a thing called equity and da 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 da. And if you aren't participating in that now, it will severely limit your ability to participate in what we want to do in the future. And since everybody knows all these dumb little businesses are like, well, we can't do anything without the FDA approving our shit or without the what, you know, all these little right. weird three letter companies are like basically being like, well, we better comply with these new types of things and these new expectations among the global international community for businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's happening is they're being pushed. They're being pushed essentially to do this at the, at the, Number one, incentives with bonuses from taxpayers, number one, from like uh, equity, you know, whatever's. And then also, number two, the threat of not being able to participate if they don't submit to that new type of ideology that's going to be taking over the business sector, which is how all the payment processors do their businesses. You don't want to be on the outs with Visa. You don't want to be on the outs with Venmo and PayPal. You don't want to do that. So what do you better do? You better kiss the fucking ring, kiss the ring and say that you don't mind to suck a dick every once in a while. Kiss the ring and say that you don't mind and you think it's right, actually, that people have access to abortion. And maybe, you know, what I'm saying kiss the ring and do the thing or get involved in politics. Right. Which so, I think they shouldn't even be like, that's the problem, too, is that some of these companies, they're getting involved in things that they really just shouldn't. And it's like if you're whatever a chocolate bar company. Just make effing chocolates. Come on, stop this. You know what I mean? Why are they getting involved in that to begin with is what I'm wondering. Like, sure, okay, you can you can want to be in the good graces of these companies. Just don't say anything. What happened to just not getting involved in it? Yeah, at that's all? not that's the difference between it used to be letting a man and a woman do whatever they want in the privacy of their own home and letting people do whatever they wanted versus when they told they demanded that your child understand and accept and respect same-sex marriages, behavior, mm -hmm. all this. It's a whole nother level of, you're not allowed to just like know it and acknowledge it. No, like there's, there was, there was a time when on Activision, Call of Duty, I was playing a video game. Mm -hmm. And before I was allowed to log in to play with my friends online, I had to sign a thing where you click and acknowledge an equity statement really? from freaking Activision on Call of Duty. You know, which George Soros paid, I think, don't quote me, but $20 million to Activision. Really? Right. And then this shit started popping up to us about BLM. It literally says it literally was a thing that said 
uh, no lives matter until black lives matter. Like it literally said that all in the thing at the end of this long ass, like multi thing that I had to click that I acknowledged or whatever. And it was like, they, cause they don't want you to just be neutral. You can't right. be neutral because then they won't be able to turn you against the people that are opposing them. You can't be neutral. Silence is violence. If you aren't defending out loud the way that you should be, if you're not anti-racist, you you're racist. Yeah. You know, if you're not this, you're that. And so there's no such thing as neutrality. Neutrality is a liberal principle. These aren't liberals that we're dealing with. Mm -mm. These are leftist, Marxist, communist, you know, a lot of them godless. You know what I mean? People that are basically saying, since there's no God, we have to take things into our own hands. And whose hands better than the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum and the inclusion people and, the, you know, the, the, the alphabet mafia, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like literally the exact opposite of who you would pick to run things, you know, but that's just the way it's working. So I think that's what's happening at all of these businesses. They're essentially being told Jump on board or you will suffer behind closed doors. I think that's what's happening. And I think cowards are everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. they don't want to lose their sweet paycheck. They don't want to lose their nope. salary. They don't want to lose their whatever. But Tucker is going to make a fortune leaving Fox. Just like when Joe Rogan left YouTube and made a fortune. Spotify. Yeah. Tucker Carlson was captive. He's not a captive agent anymore. Do you know how much, how do you know how many news organizations right now are like, bro, Right. We'll give you every dollar we right. have to bring your sweet ass here because they know it's going to rocket them to the absolute. Imagine Tucker Carlson on your network. He You've got a magnet for people. You're going to get 10 million subscribers in the first six months. Easy. Oh, yeah. No, he was he was the only reason why a lot of people were still like sticking by Fox and still. OK, well, I guess I'll keep your app and everything like right. some people abandoned them when they, they've they done a couple woke things. Like remember during the election, they, they called totally it say, early. Yeah, they're like, why Arizona? are they? Yeah. Why? Why? Is, oh, we called it already. Da, da, da. Like you could already see uh, that that Fox News is being controlled by uh, the agenda. Someone who likes right. the agenda. Who knew that Arizona would be a uh, would be a contentious state because of what they plan to do and maybe right. told them ahead of time, you're going to call it early for you know who. Right. Yeah. Well, doesn't BlackRock also own Dominion Voting and Dominion Voting and they also have- own Fox. Yeah. The same. Yeah. No. Just a It's more accurate to say they own a large stake of. Yeah, I think yeah. it's approximately 50 million shares. Large shares. So the way, that Black, the way that BlackRock and Vanderguard work is BlackRock- owns, if you look at like Coca-Cola, all these other companies, they'll own like 12% to 15% and everybody else will own, like there will be one company below them that owns like 8% or 9%. And then a lot of other companies own like 6%, 5%, 4% or whatever. Well, so BlackRock will be the number two owner usually. And the number one owner will be Vanguard for all the companies you can name. If you can name the company, I'm talking about them most likely. Right. So Vanguard owns like 15% BlackRock owns like 10% of those of, of whatever company. And then when you look at who Vanguard owns, they own BlackRock. So it's like, Oh, got right. it. So, and who's in Vanguard? I don't know. Can't find out. It's very difficult to find. Yeah. So do we want to bring up the article about Tucker Carlson finding out from business insider? Sure. Yeah. Let's bring that up. Jeff right here. Tucker Carlson found out Fox news ouster while he and his staff were preparing for Monday's show. That's what reports are showing. Tucker Carlson was abruptly dropped by Fox News on Monday. Sources told the Wall Street Journal he was let know about the ouster just 10 minutes before Fox News released the statement. Carlson's staff was preparing for the day's show, fellow former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly said. So that meaning... This was completely out of left field, even for him. You know, sometimes they know, but they can't say anything in public. And then we're the ones that are surprised. But it actually wasn't a surprise for anyone in the back. Right. This was obvious that this was a very big surprise to him and his staff. Yeah. So he didn't expect it to be coming. Not at all. Although, I mean, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I don't think Tucker is going to have a hard time with that. No, the, no, the surprise no. of it won't even matter. But like the the fact that they didn't even do in the professional courtesy of kind of like summing things up. But, you know, Don Lemon got fired too. Right. From CNN. But let's be honest, like mm. he was just, 
I couldn't stand listening to him talk anymore. Honestly, every time I started hearing him talk, I know that it's just whatever he's supposed to say. Because if you watch videos of him 10 years ago, he was saying normal shit. I know. And so like, like meaning he was talking with logic and like trying to figure things out like a journalist should do. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in the last seven years, homeboy just disappeared from that view. And now he's just a puppet, a literal talking mouthpiece. And now they're done with him. I mean, you said it earlier. You said it earlier. People don't want to lose their cushy jobs, their paychecks, stuff like that. So they're, hey, I'll say whatever you want. And that seems to be what we saw happen with Don Lemon. I call Don Lemon, like uh, Tucker Carlson. Don Lemon is that that's exactly what happened. Remember, he was talking about, hey, if you want to improve your life, pull up your pants and do this. And he was sensibly saying stuff about improving the lives of troubled teenagers. And now... He is completely on the woke agenda train, which now he's denouncing uh, uh, would denounce a statement like that vehemently. Right. And I think you already summed it up. Whoever pays the the signs, the check and everything uh, made a call. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we need you to go ahead. And, and see, I think they do the same thing with with uh, with big celebrities, too. Obviously. Yeah. You know, after we watch Kanye talk about that time where the guy was like, hey, you don't you don't do what I'm saying, you know, take the MAGA hat off yeah. and all the other stuff. And. You know, he was threatened with his kids. He was like, you're going to go to Zonkville. Basically, we're going to put you on so many medicine, you, so many medicines. You're not going to remember who you are. Mm -hmm. Daddy, playtime with the kids won't even be the same. Like, I mean, full blown, Very. unshielded, like unveiled threats, you know, basically like we'll take you, we'll make you crazy and your kids won't even know you anymore if you don't do what we want you to do. Like, who are you, bitch? Crazy. Who are you? You know, like if you, t that's so surprising that they have those kind of threats because. To as see a, it real. To see it real was, I think, the most surprising part for me because I think we can imagine this scenario in a in a, a TV show, um, a movie, a book of complete fiction. That would be in the fiction section to most of us, myself included. Right. That would have been complete fiction. And maybe, maybe it could happen in like places like China or Russia. But I would have never in a million years thought here. And somebody so a celebrity, a real big celebrity for that to be, I don't know, so real seems so real, if that makes any sense, like to see that and know that that was real. I don't know. It was just unsettling. Yeah. You know, I think if they... If everybody was able to hit pause on everything, all the time, all the events of our timeline right now, and we were just able to talk about them for like three years without there being new crap that comes out to finally settle the past a little bit, we would have so much of a reckoning to do with people. Yes. Well, like even if it was like there was 3000 of us that like imagine if the population of the United States was shrunk down to 385 people and we just were able to reflect on the last three years of what's happened and nobody could interrupt our speeches anymore and like we could actually talk about how we really feel you know and like because that's the thing freedom of speech has been replaced by shouting lunatics that won't let you speak and censorship yeah. straight up censorship straight Let's up censorship words, yeah. and 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 loud obnoxious people on loudspeakers trying not to let your even words be heard because they don't want to give bigotry a platform but see that's where conversation goes to die and where you're basically attempting to escalate things. If you won't even let me talk, there. what comes after speech? If you don't allow me to speak correctly and we're still at odds with one another, what comes next? Physical altercation. There's no other, there's no other remedy, right? And it's like they're escalating it that way. Well, no, if there was speech, I think we could have a debate and, and uh, legislative involvement. Who knows? But civil, civilized uh, involvements is what I would think that would at least those would be the first civil, any civilized intervention. Let's just put it that way. Or a civilized mediation would be perhaps where, where we want to be, where it's supposed to be. But the censorship, I think, guarantees that it will in a continued censorship and inability to or being shouted down is going to guarantee some sort of physical manifestation of this conflict. Yeah, because there's no way for the steam to be let off if you don't let people talk. It just boils until it explodes. And what are they so worried about? If, it, if whatever conservatives or whoever you hate, if whatever they're saying is untrue and holds no water, has no merit, then let them speak. When we when we see a crazy person, you know, talking to the air or shouting, you know, or whatever, and 
saying things, it's not going to gain traction because it's not real. You know, it's not right. real. You and let somebody no talk to defend or to fall on them. Right. You either fall on your sword or use it well. But something's that's why, like, the idea of, like, the cage match of ideas is a good thing. Like, right. you say your idea, I'll say my idea. And we'll put them in the cage and whatever one comes out on top that makes the most sense is going to is going to be the one we go with, you know, as far as as a culture. And they're getting rid of that because their ideas and they probably think our ideas can't stand in the face of their facts. And they might be right about some of our ideas. You know, I don't know which ones. I don't think they're right, <laughs> think it, yeah. but I'm willing Maybe to I'm two. willing to sit down and listen and right. say, what am I getting wrong? But they, I don't feel like are doing the same thing without immediately pulling the bigot card and calling you insults and saying that you're not worth the air that you breathe. I mean, quite, you've seen those videos where they're like, hey, what's this, you know, Fleckas is out there on the street at those parades. Yes. And he's like, so what's this parade all about? Oh, it's just about love and acceptance and caring about everybody. Cool, cool, cool. What do you think about Donald Trump? Oh, Kim, right. I hope he dies. Hope he dies, yeah. Hope he dies right now. And mm -hmm. it's just like, uh, okay, I mean, you could be like, I really don't like him. Hope I hope that he stops having as much reach as he has or right. something like you could say a lot of things besides I hope he dies. Right. You know, Mr. Love and Inclusive sounds like this is not love about love. <laughs> this does not sound like love and inclusion. Speaking of which, maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, oh, wait. Did we want to mention Dan Bongino that we should have seen the. Tucker yes. Carlson Dan thing? Bongino wait, yeah. also got let go. We'll bring this up. Jeff, can you bring up the Dan Bongino uh, article? Go ahead. You can read it, I reckon. Right. Well, no. And the thing is, is that this was posted four days ago, right? The Dan Bongino parts way with Fox News. Basically, they're just saying that they couldn't reach a, uh, a decision on his contract for his show Unfiltered, right? The thing is, is that this was going on a couple weeks ago and this was a little blip in the news. But was this a foresight to what was about to happen with Tucker? Well, I think it was the same people who made the both right. phone calls. Right. Hey, get rid of Dan, get rid of Car Tucker. And then this is more palatable for whatever company wants to buy it, even though it's not going to have the superstars on it. It doesn't matter. At least it'll have, you know, people that are controllable, which is really what you want. I mean, look, Jeff Bezos is essentially he, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know who should buy Fox? Elon Musk. Elon Musk, <laughs> yes. dude. So I saw a. Buy Fox, put freaking Tucker back up there and then put us up there. <laughs> we'll get but we'll get better cameras, we'll talk good we'll talk good about you bro yeah. i'll milk the cow that way oh, no i think i think we would i think JK. it'd be important to stand on the freedom of speech and not being censored sometimes you're not always going to agree with even the people that you work for or work with and that is okay that's the thing is that when did this become not okay that's okay to not agree 100 with everything yeah that's the backbone of like dialogue right right <laughs> you have a perspective i have a perspective let's figure out which makes more sense you know and the thing is is that fox news is gonna lose so many subscribers people people have their app whatever you want to say when i was going through the comments on some of the videos saying tucker carlson you know is being fired a lot of people said there's no reason for me to watch fox anymore because that was the last Thing that because Fox has burned the bridge with a, a lot of people, a lot of people haven't liked certain things, me included. Like I deleted their app and everything when it, uh, they didn't let uh, Newt Gingrich uh, even say George Soros name on the uh, on the some show. I can't remember, but they were like, oh, why are you even mentioning him? Like ba really attacking him for for just mentioning it. Something that's true. Basically, he was talking about George Soros back DAs. We right. know that that is a true, yeah, true thing. They absolutely. were basically saying. Oh, what do you mean? Don't even that's mention that, you conspiracy theorist. Yes. And that's also anti-Semitic. And it's like, no, no, no. Are we not allowed to even say when 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 Jewish people do a thing that's verifiable? Get out of here. Yeah. That's well, crazy. They wouldn't even say it. Yeah, they were they just attacked him. He looked gobsmacked. Like he was just like, okay. That's when I left them. But some people still stuck around for Tucker Carlson. And now why would they stay? There were hundreds of comments like that. I was just going through it on oh, I one bet. video alone. I mean, alone. he's the most watched freaking show. F from all the networks. Yeah. All of them. Well, so anyway. Yeah, but let's Dylan go Mulvaney, back. Dylan Mulvaney and Maybelline hooked up after Dylan Mulvaney basically lost Bud Light a ton of money because of their 
agreement to him. Then the makeup company, Maybelline and Mac, you said, partner with him or whatever. And I said earlier, well, it kind of makes sense. You got to give the makeup to who needs it the most, (laughs) you know, and let's be honest, the bros need it. I mean, let's and let's be more honest. The makeup to not makeup ratio, like if a random woman, she probably uses like this amount every time right. she does her makeup. I mean, every time they do a drag queen show, like they're using seven times the original amount that caked most women. On. Yeah, caked on ultra thick. I got to make these cheeks look like they're sunken in because they're not, you know. It's different skin texture. And too. why is it only bros? I don't see any women. I know. Pulling, or- a, pulling a magic mic somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And dressing up like guys and going to do cool dances in front of like teens. They are. Oh, not teens. Uh, maybe not teens, but who knows? Have you ever heard of a drag king? No. That's a, Oh, yeah. That's a thing. That's a, a, a biological woman. Yeah, but they, why is it so rare? Seems like this is a bunch of dudes that want to dance in front of kids. That's a good point. But you can't say that. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, from an outsider's perspective. It's it's true. No, it is. It's more catered. I I feel like we're moving into true misogyny because we're women, biological women are being pushed out of our own spaces and replaced with not other women, but men. Right. And and throughout makeup, everything like he got Dylan got a tampon sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, and the Nike sports bras. Right. You have to have the body parts that that supports. Right. In order for you to be able to endorse it. Uh, well, not not according to them. Yeah. According to them. I mean, what would you say? Dylan, show everybody how effective this tampon is. Right. At what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you drink only red Kool-Aid this month or something? And you're about to t- poo this out? Right. I don't know. And, and another thing that I think is important to uh, to mention is that this is nothing against Dylan himself. That's not his fault. He's taking advantage as a human being would of all these opportunities being handed to him on a silver platter. I don't think he's taking advantage. I think he prepared all of this so that he could walk into this role. I think so too. I do think that, yes, he set it up, but the companies have to bite. Yes. Okay. And it, 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 I, I, I can't say that it's all his fault. It's the companies, the companies that would choose, oh, we need to sell this new sports bra made to to support a woman while she's working out. Let's uh, put it on Dylan Mulvaney. Instead of maybe a model that is notoriously known to have uh, a natural figure, doesn't have implants or anything. So she has her natural uh, gravity takes its natural toll. Let's let's use someone like that. No, no, no. Let's use Dylan Mulvaney. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not in, in essence, it's not Dylan's fault. It's the it's company. The, it's the system's fault that's starting to push all this stuff forward, you know. And the thing is, too, is the system we know now is is bought. It's 100%. a rigged system. Everything that we think is cool and trending naturally is not cool and trending naturally. It is selected to trend for the sake of mass population swaying. You yep. know, so even when you've got like TV shows that are super popular, it's not because they're super popular. It's because they want them to be super popular. So they pay for them to be super popular. And then that tri- that's why they try to shove as much propaganda and entertainment as they can. They want you to be eating the brownie and then they shove a poo in it, a cat turd that you're <laughs> supposed to just eat like, oh, men and men and women are exactly the same no matter what. And you're like, this doesn't take the same. You know, and like it makes you stop because you go, oh, you guys won't stop. Any show that was made past 2017, I don't let my kids watch it because I know they're going to try to cram in some bullshit that had nothing to do with the point of the show and is ideologically charged and made by a left winger. No, I agree 100 percent. Look at look at big uh, franchises like Star Wars and Marvel that were guaranteed. They it came with a fan base and they yeah. wokeified them. And now these these brands are shit. Yes, I don't care they're about shit. them at all. Like Star Wars, the brand is gone. Gone. And, and they're coming out with new ones. You know that, right? Of course they are. Oh. Of course they are. You all know? the spinoff shows. Yeah, of course they got to They got to They got to make money from it somehow. And they know people are going to try to watch them. But it's like they've just done so much damage, man. Like to, to, see- to the thing. I mean, I maybe maybe the people don't think so. Maybe the people that watch Star Wars are like, all right, like I'll give it a try. And they I are. gave the no, Mandalorian a try and everything, but I hate it. It was like on the Mandalorian, 
all of the villains that he like kept having to like come in contact with, they were all like these badass bitter bitches on the Mandalorian on Star Wars, like oh, Gina Carano or whatever is like a badass bitch, which that's fine. One's okay. And then it was like the sniper person was a chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like the bounty hunter was a chick. And then like all these other and now people they're replacing were Mandalorian. all chicks. You saw that, right? Oh, they're replacing they're, they're that replacing, actor. They're not replacing. They're doing a bait and switch. Now the main Mandalorian is going to be the chick Mandalorian that came in. I think uh, in season two, I can't remember, <sighs> but yeah, now it's, it's been switched and now she's the badass and she's saving him from stuff and everything. Um, our, yeah. our, our producer are, is, is talking about, uh, or uh, one of our editors is talking about Andor. Apparently Andor was, actually decent but because they've been they've ruined the star wars brand so much nobody really tuned in to watch andor and there was still woke stuff in that show but they they've ruined it either wokeifying it with with uh girl power this which is what they've done they they're doing to marvel marvel is all now just girl yeah, power you might as well just everyone. have scarlett johansson walking around no, well, saying no, you're an evil person She's no, they killed her character and they've ruined her and, and Disney. She was will too no hot. Longer. I wonder exactly. if she's too hot. Yes. She, she looks too much like a, like a, like a feminist structure. And when she's, she was feminine, she actually liked Bruce Banner. If you remember that relationship or lack thereof. And it was a normal thing. She, she had it. She wanted to be with him and that was normal. So no, we're going to kill her character. And instead we're going to replace. Now the main one is going to be Captain Marvel. They keep adding her powers. Like no Disney has the actual comics too. They keep giving her more and more powers and all this crazy stuff. It's like, she's unstoppable. And as the character in the movies is she's insufferable. She's like, you know, this really cold and basically like a man right it's it just doesn't fit but no now she's just this badass yeah no i know and and i, I don't know it's it, anything woke turns to crap it's true anything woke turns to crap and that includes our entertainment and that's the thing though i think it i think it mostly includes our entertainment like yeah. that's the thing that i can blatantly see suffers the most Actually, That's where it started, don't you think? Yeah, because you had to persuade the people to be okay with it yes. coming into everything else. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, your elementary school teacher is making your kid wave the gay flag and not say a Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Right. Yeah, too late. Too many movies. You didn't care. No, I know. It's, it's crazy. But you know what? Suffering has a way of deleting all of this false reality that these people live in. Suffering recreates reality quickly. And so hmm. if there was an actual altercation that was to occur all of the woke shit would die anyway because people would be like, that's just not the way it works. That's not the way it is. We didn't have electricity in our village for two months and all of the women reverted to traditionally feminine roles and all of the men reverted to masculine roles. And if they didn't, they were outcast. Why? Not because we're mad at them, but because we simply don't have time to tolerate this shit when there's a lot of life on the line. Like it's if you can't hunt and fish right now, I'm not going to have you in my boat. If you can't fend for yourself, I can't fend for you. The only reason that this thing has been allowed to thrive to the, to the degree that it has is because it has been allowed to thrive because strong people built a strong society men, that can strong men. Yes. It the, just, I'm going to put it out there. Strong men. Yes. Built this society. Right. But, but with that too, strong women roles, yes. their feminine, strong roles yes. made room for a lot of these things to happen uh, because we had such a stable structure of a society, you know, like, and then they've just essentially destroyed it. And now it's like, what's happening? Lack of progress everywhere you look, you know? no progress. If you were a banker and you were trying to bet on the United States, you would be like, F this yeah. never, uh, I think never. the world is. Well, that's what's happening. They've moved away from the dollar. I was going to say, they're dumping our currency. Yeah, they're like, oh, you guys are literally like blowing up your entire train. Okay, go ahead. But I'm going to switch to the more reliable thing because you're not efficient enough to care about your opinion anymore. Yes. Good on them, to be honest. Like, it's it's a smart choice. These idiots, you know, they're not even thinking about bottom dollar. Like, Look at our freaking budget they're trying to pass. It's like three times bigger than all the other budgets or whatever the heck. We really? spent a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Yeah. It's just like, dude, we are not a serious country anymore. Nope. We're done. Like, hopefully something happens in 2024. If not, we're just down the drain and it's over anyway. And there's going to have to be a civil war of some sort in the next like 15 years, you know, because there's just no way this is going to be able to keep I, happening at this pace. 
I think you made a good point though about stuff about suffering and the and the roles kind of going that way. I think you're kind of right. So and and some of that stuff we're starting to see play out. So we are seeing some good signs, you know. It it's I think you're right. There needs to be a little bit of suffering for that to go to to go back to not go back to. I don't want to put it like that because no, we don't want to go back to like medieval times where it was like, you know, women were right. wenches or stuff like right. that. We're better than that. Right. But, you know, this utopia, this fake utopia of a genderless society where we have like women, Navy SEALs and male, you know, um, yeah. oh, I don't know what's the seamstresses that are just happy in those. It's just not going to play out. It's just not going to play out like that. It's just not. I think the Sweden or Finland, I can't remember which one they did a completely. They did a whole overhaul of their childhood education and even their toys. Toy companies were not allowed to make gendered toys. It had to all be neutral. They've made a huge deal about this. And apparently children still kind of gravitated towards the roles that you would naturally gravitate to as a female or a male. Like it didn't matter. They tried it. And yeah. It Jordan Peterson matter. talked about that, didn't he? He talked about that, that, that experiment that they did or not the experiment, but they actually tried to they create a, what they call, what's the word? Egalitarian an egalitarian okay. model where everything is like, look, if you do this or do this, and then it, it made them do stronger by it, 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 yes. it, it highlighted the differences in gender yes. because like 90 something percent of the women still chose to do a thing. And like 90 something percent of the men still chose to do a thing. Exactly. And it was like, yeah, you can, you can take the person out of the jungle, but you can't take the, the nature of a human out of a human. And if you're a girl and you're not allowed to express it in any other way, you're going to express it however you can. Right. If I can't have flowers, well then at least I'm going to get into like the humanities and help people. Mm-hmm. If I can't, if I can't mess with all these pink, beautiful dresses that I want to do out least I'll make them I'll make yeah. them myself or something yeah interesting so we got Riley Gaines coming on in a second I don't know she's been she's been going all around the country so I want to jump in with a conversation with her and uh see what she's got to say about all this Riley I don't know much about you other than that you stand against you know what's been happening obviously and you know racing against the Terminator certainly wasn't fair you know but so what what got you to the point where when the uh, when the pressure was on and they were willing to slay you publicly for saying this, what made you say, I'm willing to do it, I don't care? I think what pushed me over the edge, um, of course, I knew the competition was wrong in the locker room. I knew that was wrong. Um, but it was after Thomas and I tied when the officials looked at both of us and said, great job, you know, you guys tied. But Leah takes the trophy because Leah has to have it for pictures. That's when I realized they're not doing this to be inclusive or kind or any of those words they love to use, welcoming, tolerant, accepting. This isn't what this is. They're doing this to celebrate transgenderism and to encourage transgenderism. And that's when I realized I'm sick of lying, essentially, because that's what this is. When we're denying what a woman is, that's lying. Um, and so that's really what pushed me over the edge. I came to this realization that, you know, I, I of course knew I would be called a transphobe or a bigot or hateful. Um, but it, I had this like sense of serenity almost with the fact of being called those words, because I know, I know it doesn't make someone transphobic to understand there are two sexes, to understand that you cannot change your sex and to understand that the two sexes are different than each other and women deserve respect. Um, and that's what my argument has been this entire past year. Um, and so that's what pushed me over the edge. So are you feeling like what you're finding from a lot of the other athletes that you communicate with behind closed doors, even before you came out about this? Because I imagine the majority of the athletes you're communicating with now agree with you or else they you know, wouldn't be communicating with you. But before you communicated this, did you notice be, like behind closed doors in locker rooms that they would be like, look obviously it's not fair or like, what was that like? Oh, what for was- sure. For sure. I um, hadn't talked to anyone really, any athlete, especially at the level I was competing at who acknowledged that what was happening was okay. Um, every single one privately, of course, Wow. Said, this is wrong. This is unfair. There was grumbles of anger and frustration and whispers 
among the pool deck between these girls and their coaches, but no one was willing to say it publicly. Wow. Um, and so, so you're saying almost all, almost all of oh, the sure. athletes were like, yeah, this is obviously unfair. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, any athlete we, that's actually trying has to, I mean, look, you, there you are freaking swimming three hours a day, you know, to try and get good at something. And you're like, I shaved two seconds off, you know, of course, if they throw a literal guy who's able to get, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, in some cases, 50 seconds underneath of what your score is, you're going to be like, it was so hard for me to shave off that one second. It only, it only makes sense. It's only, it only makes sense that they would actually be like, this is obviously unfair, but I'm so surprised that not double the amount of people have said something that most of them have just been like, yeah, take my medals. I guess I won't even get the bronze. Absolutely. And that's the part I feel so bamboozled by is why are we smiling and stepping aside and allowing these men onto our podiums? I understand the repercussions. I understand, you know, it will take sacrifices to stand up to this, but that's what it's going to take. We have to have more people who are willing to make these sacrifices, who are willing to stand up on the block when the whistle blows and not jump in. Um, and again, I know that's easier said than done, but we have to make changes. So no girl has to go through what we did at our national championships, which is becoming less and less unique. This is happening to girls and women of all ages, all sports, all divisions right. at an alarming rate. And it's because we've given an inch and they've taken a mile. Um, we have to, I don't want to use the term fight back because that's what our wonderful press secretary loves to use. And she actually means it in the true verbatim of fighting back. Um, but we have to speak up to this. Like we have to do something. You got to so. draw a line in the sand and go, this is inappropriate. And Absolutely. It does, because it does erase, it actually erases real women. Like it really sure. does. And I'm not even a big feminist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even, even like the older version of feminism, I'm not even like, I don't know what I think about that yet, but like, I'm, I'm obvious. I have two daughters and wow. I would never, if a man jumped into the ring with them, to fight for, for even, even high school wrestling or something like that, even, even middle school wrestling, I would be like, no way you're not wrestling my kid. Not going to happen. Even if the, even if it was a different kind of sport, like football or, well, that would never happen. Well, I guess, cause there's not girls football, but I just, anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any sport where there's any kind of physical contact, you have to worry about an injury getting hurt. Um, it's dangerous. Um, I was just with last week a girl in North Carolina who played volleyball, um, of course, on an all-girls team, but went against another team that had a male on their team. He jumps up, spikes the ball, um, it hits her face. This was in September of last year. And she now, in April of this year, she's still partially paralyzed on her right side. Um, she still has vision problems. She has to have accommodations at school for testing now because she can't retain information. Oh my um, gosh. She's not playing collegiate sports anymore. Um, so her life has changed drastically because of an injury that she received from a male playing right. volleyball. Who was able to get 37% more torque on that spike than another totally. person, which, yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it really is like you have to abandon reason and logic in order to be able to do this. And so, I mean, what was Leah Thomas like in the locker room? Because I've heard varying degrees of different you know, kind of his demeanor or whatever in that process was because I've heard that he's not that much of an asshole. And then I've heard that he's kind of like in your face about certain things, like, cause he still likes chicks, right? Correct. Um, what the fuck? What are you supposed to do with that in your locker room, bro? Right. Um, Leah didn't go out of his way to be overly exposing or anything like that. Um, to my knowledge and my experience, but there was visible male genitalia exposed and how uncomfortable when you're, it's, you're already in a vulnerable position being in a locker room with all women undressing, right. but to add someone of the opposite sex who has an utter disregard for women as a whole undressing, watching others undress, it just felt like betrayal. It felt like belittlement. It felt like trauma. I mean, that's traumatizing for so many sure. girls. So, yeah, and, and when you mentioned it, didn't they offer you guys counseling? When um, Leah's teammates sent an email to their administration expressing their concern of being uncomfortable in their locker room, the um, school responded back with, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia in your locker room, here are some counseling resources that you should seek. So they tried to gaslight these girls into... <laughs> 
making them feel wrong for feeling uncomfortable again right. un- and the and the disguise of being kind and inclusive right and even if this was even if this was something that was normal for the last 50 years you know even even if that was the case if this had been already a precedent that was set and this is weird it would still be difficult to do but this is like 3 years old like this idea of like Hey, just get over it. It was a dong. So what? Like, there, isn't that flashing in every other scenario where it's literally illegal and you go to jail for flashing women, especially if they're underage women, which we're seeing happen. I, there was an 18 year old in a high school locker room that showed himself to multiple 14 year old girls the other day or whatever. And, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, that, oh, uh, ding, ding, ding. This qualifies as an actual crime. And just because everybody decided to change their ideology without any laws really being changed yet, you know, it doesn't mean that this isn't still a crime. You know, look at people that are spending five years in jail for marijuana possessions in certain states right now, even though technically as a culture, we're kind of over that being a thing, but they're still getting it. Isn't this considered a crime in some cases? Like, do you know much about that? That's where... I don't understand how this happened so quickly. Just like you said, I mean, three, four, five years ago, um, definitely less than five, maybe three years ago, two years ago, probably. I think COVID really expedited things. But um, three years ago, this would have, a DA would have walked in that locker room and arrested Leah Thomas for voyeurism, indecent exposure, sexual harassment. The list could probably go on. But again, now to qualify as a woman, All you have to do is say, I am a woman. That is it. Those are the only requirements in many states. um, This is kind of going state by state. Some states have passed different legislature where um, they are allowing men into women's restrooms, locker rooms, spaces, shelters, prisons. Um, One of those states, of course, being California. Um, You have other states who are going the opposite direction. So I think it depends on which state you are in. Um, if this is allowed to happen and truthfully, not only just allowed celebrated in some States. Yeah, I would say, I would say celebrated man and loudly and in uh, to the point where South park with their little, their little spoofs that they did over the past, like 10 years, like it was like, ha that's so over the line. No, that's almost precisely how it's occurring, you know? Absolutely. And so what is the, what is the biggest piece of resistance that you've seen so far that seems to be hopeful that we'll be able to preserve women's sports to some degree. What's what's um, the most hopeful thing? Lots of hopeful things have been happening these past couple of weeks. One, I truthfully believe more people are getting more bold. Um, we still need an influx of elite athletes with platforms to really take a stance on this. We have seen, of course, we've seen people who have like Megan Rapinoe or Billie Jean King or those 40 female athletes who signed on to a letter Um, actively fighting for male inclusion in our sports. Um, But we need more women who are um, both, both male and female athletes really who are willing to say this is wrong. Um, But I feel as if we're reaching a point where that will happen soon. Um, Another hopeful thing, the Stubby bill, which is the protection of unfair or protection of women and girls in sports act just passed on the house side. Um, at the federal level, which would essentially uphold Title IX. And so now it's being introduced on the Senate side. I'm not overly confident it will pass there. And even if it does without majority, um, President Biden said he would veto it. So Right. So it's kind of dead already. Right. We will see. That's this week. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, But other good things that have been done, World Athletics, which is essentially the um, international governing body of all track and field events, They have taken a stance that if you've gone through male puberty, you cannot compete as a woman. Um, FINA, which is the equivalent in terms of swimming, has done the same thing. Um, So there have been good strides. There are some lawsuits going on suing some different governing bodies. Um, The NCAA, I believe, is under litigation. So good things are being done. Um, It's just a matter of how long do we have to endure this? How many girls have to be hurt? How many girls have to be violated in a locker room? How many girls have to lose out on scholarships and titles? and opportunities before we make it a precedent to fix this issue. I was, you know, the first thing I was thinking was the people that are going to be the most pissed, the quickest are going to be the fathers of the girls that are losing oh. the opportunities. You know? Oh yeah. And so my, um, how was your dad with all this? So my dad is your typical um, Tennessee dad. All right. um, he played in the NFL. He was a, an SEC football player. So he's a big beefy guy, right? Um, 
And when he, when I called him and told him that we were sharing a locker room with Thomas, um, first of all, we weren't forewarned we'd be sharing this changing space. So I had no idea until we actually did. And when I called my dad and I said, dad, you know, we're sharing a locker room with this guy. He immediately tells me that he's going to come down there and handle it. And I'm like, dad, (laughs) we already have one man in the locker room. We don't need another. Um, You can't do that. But I can tell you exactly how my dad was. And that's another problem we're seeing is we're seeing so many parents who, um, which this isn't the case in my parents' case, um, but there are a lot of parents who work this corporate job and they're terrified to speak up to defend their daughters because they're the breadwinner. Mm. Uh, They can't lose their job. They can't ruffle any feathers or step on any toes or go to school board meetings because um, they'll be fired, which is a valid point. I mean, it's very likely that they could. I've talked to many parents who have been. Um, but again, so they're crazy. expecting, they're expecting, I know I'm an adult. I'm, I'm 22. I was 22 when this all happened. I'm actually 21 when this all happened. So I was an adult, but there still feels like this sense of this lack of protection from the people who were supposed to be protecting us, whether that be our parents, our coaches, um, the people within the NCAA, people with political power who, I felt like someone was supposed to ensure this never happened to us, but now this is happening to girls as young as five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, and they have no voice. They don't understand the implications of what's happening. And we need parents to be willing to, right. To be willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Because I mean, look with, with, with talk, I really do believe with Tucker Carlson getting fired from Fox, it's a transition in our culture. As far as, we were all allowed to be at the table. Conservatives kind of weren't for the past like six years. Conservative have kind of been like your views are egregious and your views are fringe, uh, you know, Hitler, even though we have nothing to do with any of that ever. If you dialogue with us for eight seconds, but we at least still had Tucker giving his opinion on Fox about things, which was a mainstream platform, but then him leaving Fox it kind of feels like there's a withdrawal of that appropriate societal standards of kind of allowing that even to be heard because they qualify everything we say now as hate speech too. So it's almost like they've made having the opinions that, like you said, 90 plus percent of us have as evil, you know, and I don't know, I'm, I'm hopeful for the country but the reason I'm hopeful for the country is not because I see hopeful things. It's because I know like the civilization at some point will rebel against what obvious things happening. Some people are like, well, trust us. There's a plan that's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if I believe that there's been a lot of really bad stuff that's happened over the last few years that did a lot of damage to humans. And if there was a master plan that was being executed, well, they allowed for some really evil shit to happen to human beings that, you know, shouldn't have happened. So I don't think there's like a master plan politically behind the scenes that's taking place. But I think that if you piss people off enough, they rebel eventually. The problem is, is that I think the rest of the world who who is orchestrating the downfall of the United States right now, the people that are actually pulling the strings, I think they are okay if there's a a civil issue that happens in the United States or there's a, or there's like a revolution of some sort. I think they would be like, well, good. Now you now you guys are infighting even more. You're even slower. We're going to surpass you on the national scale, and then you'll be irrelevant in five years anyway. It doesn't matter. I almost think Biden was. I mean, I don't almost think. I actually do think that Biden was paid uh, to shoot the knees out of the United States as best as possible to take it off of the global scale as mattering very much. You know, I'm certain. Um, and we've seen evidence of this, especially within the past couple of weeks where this is really coming to fruition. Um, America was seen as this powerhouse, but when we have someone as our leader, such as Biden, who can't even get a, a, a sentence out that makes sense, um, we become this laughing stock. Um, and it's, it's, Chilling. It's unnerving to think about. Um, we've seen the global currency change in the past week or so. There, there's so many little things going on. Um, and in these other countries, they're looking at us and they're laughing. Um, now we're with Trump being indicted. There, there's just so much going on that other countries are loving. So it is chilling. It's unnerving. I don't know how more people don't see it. Um, what we're facing in America in terms of we're, I mean, we're changing the language we use. It's now offensive to use the words mother and, and um, 
it's what's now birthing person and, and breastfeeding is now chest feeder. Um, we're silencing our people. Um, there's now this degree of suppression of voices. Just like you mentioned, if, if you say something someone doesn't agree with, hate speech, um, which hate speech is not just speech you hate. That, that's not what hate speech is, but that's how they're defining it. Right, because um, they've made themselves so offendable that essentially they have a they have a red button. Anytime they push it, they win the argument. It doesn't matter. Absolutely, that was racist, and now it's that was sexist, or now that was oppressive, or now that was hateful. And it's just like every time you slap that button, everybody holds the other person at gunpoint and says, "Fix your behavior or else." And then what are you supposed to do? You know, right? In in my case, I'm just like, oh well, look, I but like I've, I'm already married to this thing. I'm going down with the ship. I will tell the truth because God holds me accountable to make sure I do that. No doubt. You know, like no I'm doubt. cool. I'm cool with going down with the ship. I, even if that means I lose everything that I have, I would rather do that and try to save sanity. And there'll be one beacon in the, in the world that's left where somebody can come to Ross's house and I'll treat you the way that humans should be treated, that's you know, right. and, and all that. It's worth it to me, totally. you know, but I wonder, <clears throat> like you said, 90 plus percent of the, or the athletes that you're talking to. I would wager that 70% of Americans feel the exact same way that we feel right now. They just haven't been given the opportunity to agree with it in a way that they can vote or something like that, or a vote that they can trust, Absolutely. you know, but, um, but I guess what, what, what fuels you, what, what makes you stay in the game, even though we've just said that we both kind of know it's, it's potentially a losing, a losing war for us in the long run. I think what fuels me a couple things um, I'm done playing sports. So it, this is not about me. This is not about, um, my athletic career. Um, you couldn't pay me to get back in a pool and race right now. Um, so I think about the, my little sister, for example, um, she's the Tennessee state champion for gymnastics. I can't imagine being in the position that I'm in now and not fighting for her and for her generation. I also just got married and I can only hope one day that I'll have a daughter, a daughter of my own. And I can't imagine not fighting for her. So I think a lot of what motivates me is fighting for this next generation, again, who doesn't yet have a voice or who doesn't yet understand um, what this could mean for them if Title IX and the benefit of women's sporting categories is a race. Um, I also fight for the women who came before me who fought relentlessly. Um, those women who in the 70s, um, in the 60s, the 70s, who fought tooth and nail for Title IX, who fought for women to have equal opportunities. In their same lifetime, some of these women, including my grandma, in her same lifetime, she saw the benefits of women's sports, and now she's being, seeing that being taken away. Sure. Um, and also the present female athletes who don't feel as if they can speak up. Um, there's, I know we talked about some of the suppression that athletes, current athletes are dealing with um, but it's abysmal. Um, it's scary. They are emotionally blackmailed. They're intimidated. They're threatened. Um, they're told they'll lose their scholarship if they speak up. And so these girls, they see what happens to me when I go to San Francisco state, they don't want to put themselves in that position. And so they're terrified into using their voice. And so when I stand up and I speak, and when I'm talking to someone such as yourself, I'm, I'm speaking for a lot more than just me. Right. Um, and I realize that, and that's something that, um, it's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of weight on your shoulders when you're doing something for so many that so many will benefit from. Um, but it, just like you mentioned, it's 100% worth it. And I, of course, am willing to do it. Yeah. Well, it's good because, you know, the thing I found about almost all the people that are in this, what I call it the conservative movement. Okay. We can call it whatever you want, but really it's just, you, you've probably noticed there's like, there's a trend of people pursuing the truth is what I call it. There is a, there is people like Joe Rogan and people like that are in the same boat where they're going, I'm going to pursue the truth. I'm allegiant to the truth, even if it's uncomfortable and even if it hurts me. And I think that's a little bit of like the wheat and the tares type of thing happening. There's people that are willing to be submitted to the truth. And then there's people who are unwilling to be submitted to the idea of truth. And I think there's kind of like two groups that are happening in the world today. But so like, was this situation, this whole thing, the first time that you found yourself getting politically or like philosophically engaged in something like this? Or have you had kind of a backbone in this type of dialogue or kind of an understanding in it before all this? I've always been um, relatively politically in tune. Um, I've always had my views and I've always been someone who stands firm in my convictions and my views. 
um, unwilling to falter from what that looks like for me. Um, I'm a Taurus. So I'm pretty stubborn. Not that I actually believe those Zodiac signs, um, but I'm pretty stubborn. So I'm not someone who's going to falter from what I think. Um, and I've always been um, knowledgeable about who's where in office, what it looks like um, across our country as a whole. Um, but by no means did I have any sort of political science background or public speaking or anything of that nature. Um, I was actually set to go to dental school this year. That's mm. what I, I thought I was going to be doing. Um, so that was an adjustment for me, really trying to navigate this, this political sphere, um, understand what it all means, understand the different types of um, how legislature works, both at the state and federal level. So it's been a lot of learning. Wow. Wow. Well, Riley, thanks for coming on. I'll leave you to it, girl. Thanks for coming well, on. And thank you. I so appreciate you guys. I really do. Yeah. Well, much love to you, Riley. And thank you for standing up for women. We'll talk soon. If you haven't clicked like or subscribe yet, bro, you're only hurting my feelings. Okay. Everybody else asks you to do it. I'm asking you to do it, but I don't have a million followers on this channel yet. So I need you to just dig down deep and go like, all right, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And just, you know, move your finger one inch and click like or subscribe so that my numbers go up. Love you guys. Stick around.